Well, hello, CMYK community, and welcome to another CMYK Talk podcast. My name is Matt, and man, it's so good to be just a part of this journey and process with you. We are wrapping up a series of talks that we launched a few weeks ago called The Art of the Lament, and this is the final piece of the puzzle in many ways. This has been an incredible series. And um, I got to be honest, it's not because of necessarily things that have been said, but the things that have been done and that are coming out of this uh, series of talks and these conversations, thoughts, ideas, the way that people are grabbing onto this stuff and working and practicing to lament together. So this week, what we're doing, if you've been following along, you know this, uh, what we're doing is as we've been talking about this concept of lament, we as a community, CMYK community, are just taking this week to really practice this stuff together. And so at our Sunday gatherings, 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sunday, uh, what we did is we are uh, getting the full band together and we're creating some space musically to sing, to respond, to reflect, to write, to have conversations and connect, to practice this art of lament together, and that's what's happening. But in the midst of that uh, gathering, uh, I'm, I've got some kind of directions and thoughts and ideas to point us in that. So that's what this talk is. This is going to be a shorter podcast, uh, but what I want to do is kind of wrap everything up and talk about something that I knew I wanted to talk about from the very beginning of what is lament, uh, but I think it's just a great way to kind of put a cap on this series and invite us to think about how we continue to process and work through this idea of lament. So all that to say, thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for listening in. My name is Matt, if I didn't mention that before, and uh, you are listening in on a community of people. We're, we're found in Billings, Montana. Uh, that are just centered on and focused on everything that we can do to live the most uh, beautiful life we can, our beautiful way to interact with the world, people's stuff, and the divine around us. That's what we're here. That's what we're doing. And uh, we're seeing some really, really incredible stuff come out of this work that we're doing as a community. So those of you that are a part of this thing, thank you. If it's your first time with us, welcome. Jump on in. You're in the club. You win. You took the oath, whatever <laughs> whatever it is. There's no oath. Uh, but just jump in and be a part of this work of creating beauty and seeing uh, this world be a more beautiful place. So all that to say, I need to mention a couple things before I jump into this uh, shortened talk podcast, and that is this upcoming Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, uh, we're doing something that's a part of our regular rhythm as a community, and that's what we call a Sabbath gathering. We believe in the work and the role of rest, and that life easily becomes about our accomplishments and how much we're doing and getting done and how many boxes we checked off that to-do list, and that's how we evaluate whether or not we're a significant kind of individual, we look at the money in our account and what we're able to produce and make. These kinds of things are what bring us value. But we don't think that's true. <laughs> we think that you, where you are in this moment, the breath in your lungs, the beating heart in your chest, it matters and it signifies that you are alive. And in that life, there is embrace by the divine. There is grace for who you are and that you are a human being. And just in that, you have this divine image of God stamped as a part of who you are. You are not a human doing that is found to be worthy because of what you accomplish. All that to say, we as a community regular, regularly take a break, pause, rest, stop from all our doing, our accomplishing, our making, our box checking, and we just remember that we don't have to do anything to see this embrace and find this 
divine presence here in this moment, to be loved for who you already are. So what we do is we as a community, we just kind of clear our calendar together and we don't do anything collectively. That means this upcoming Sunday, uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we will not be having any of our gatherings because we're all resting together because even this kind of religious if you will, work of gathering on Sundays, as good as it is, it can become this religious hoop to jump through that you got to go do this. And so we just stop from that. So all that to say, no gatherings this upcoming Sunday. We will be back the first Sunday in December, and we're going to be launching into our Advent series for 2017. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. We did it last year as well. We just meditate on some scriptures together around the idea of Advent. So I'm going to, these podcasts, I and then Seth's going to be here for one of the weeks as well, just going to be talking around some scriptures that deal with Advent, the, the longing, the desire for the arrival of God, the arrival of Christ on planet Earth and our hope and belief that something is coming and something will change. So, all that to say, uh, no gathering next Sunday, and no podcast either, and then the Sunday after that, we're jumping into Advent season, Christmas season, the holiday season is among us, which leads us to Christmas Eve. We do this thing on Christmas Eve called Sing Along Insider. It's honestly one of the best things that we do all year as a community. This is so, 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 so fun. Christmas Eve at 4.30 p.m. at the Pub Station, which is a music venue in downtown Billings. Uh, We have just one of the best parties, loud, raucous good time. We call it Sing Along Insider because we just have a lot of sing-along, Christmas sing-alongs. We just celebrate and uh, find so much joy in life as a community and this idea of Christ among us. So uh, we would love to see you and your entire family there Christmas Eve, 4.30 p.m. If you don't got any plans, man, get them on the calendar because this is, it's so, 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 so good. So the pub station, it's a free event. Everyone is welcome. So Hope to see you there. Okay, that was a lot, but we're jumping into this final talk, this final idea on the art of the laments. In 2013, my life had a dramatic change. I decided to quit my job and decided to pursue a couple new ventures for me and my wife. She had a great job at the time, and so it allowed me to try and do some different things in a unique way. So decided to start working on this thing known as Art House Cinema and Pub. I had no clue what I was doing, but I started working on what does it mean to put together a business plan and trying to figure out how do you create this independent movie theater in downtown Billings. I started planning and working on beginning this thing known as the CMYK community, a different kind of church and faith community, a different approach and way to go about these kinds of things. And I got to be honest, it was amazing. I was alive and it was thrilling. I was loving every minute of it. Because in the midst of this season of quitting my job and giving everything I could to starting Art House and CMYK, I was staying up crazy late into the night. I was having so many different meetings and conversations. I was spending so much time and energy researching and reading and studying and working hard to bring people into this idea and this vision of what it was. It revolved around hope for what could be. It was a lot of really, really early mornings. It was a lot of hard work. There was physical labor involved many times. And every moment of it, I if you asked me how I was doing, I probably would have said something to the effect of, I'm loving it. It was 
incredible. So much was changing and so much was happening at such a rapid rate. It energized me to the full. But then Kate and I, my wife, sat down and she said something to me that took me back in the moment. We were talking about all these different things that have been going on with Art House and CMYK. And she said, can we just not have any new ideas for a period? Can, Can we just put a kibosh or put a stop on any new ideas? And for me, when she started talking about this, I I thought she was crazy because how could she not like what was happening? How could she not enjoy all of the craziness, the busyness, all of the great change that was happening in front of us? But it was in that period of time I had to realize I am someone that is motivated by change. I love it. It's something that energizes me. And even the slightest tweak and change of the movement of furniture in my office will be something that just makes me feel motivated and get ready to work. And I had to wake up to the fact that this is not everyone. Because not everybody likes change. In fact, most people are not energized by change, but change is actually something that can drain you. And this makes sense because at the core of what change is, whether it's a change in relationships, a change in job, a change in where you live, a change in your finances, change at its core is some kind of loss. You're losing something. And you may be gaining something, but in that gain of whatever it is, there's probably the high potential and likelihood that you're also losing something as well. Change is loss and loss is change. And as we've been walking through this study of the book of Lamentations these last few weeks, I think it's easy to understand that this text is a book of change for people. People have seen their belief system changed, poked at. They've seen their relationships, their community dissolve and be gone, and they don't know where they stand in the world. This is a massive change. And on top of that, they've seen political changes to where they used to be in the world and their leadership, and now it's different and gone and done. And these are giant changes. And so Lamentations is a, is a text where a group, a community of people are invited to process the change in their life. And obviously, these are all negative changes. We don't look for along for the days when our belief system, our relationships, our political systems are all in ruins around us. And so Lamentation says, here's a healthy way to process this change. But change also deals with the good. And where someone like me might be energized and motivated, motivated by change, there is this reality that even in the positivity of change, there is still loss. Something is different. So you could have a change in relationship, like you get married. That's a great addition to your life. Let's hope that's the goal, right? (laughs) And so you get married. This is a change in your life, but you are losing something. You're losing something known as the single life. You're losing something that potentially in the way that you used to spend your time and energy and resources, now all of a sudden you're doing it together. And so there's a loss in that. It doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it hard but it makes it real. You've lost something. Many of us have experienced this when it comes to kids, potentially, that you used to go about your life in a certain way, and then you start having kids, and then all of a sudden, as beautiful and amazing and as celebratory as that needs to be, yes, you and I experience a change in the loss of freedom. Like, none of our stuff is our stuff anymore. None of our time is our time anymore, because everything now centers and seems to revolve around these tiny 
humans. It's a good change, but it still involves loss. You could get a new job, have that change, and in that, as positive as it can be, you potentially have lost old friendships and relationships that you had at your old job. Even children growing up, as happy and joyful as that can be, there's still a change that we're starting to realize and feel. It's a loss of their youth, a loss of their innocence, a loss of that baby smell. And all of us have probably experienced the change of just getting out of elementary school. As good as that was, we lost recess. Can we just be honest? Our worlds and lives are constantly changing for the good and for the bad. And lament is the work of processing those changes, whatever they are, in a healthy way. Whether those are negative changes, like we see in Lamentations, a loss of belief, struggle and loss in relationships, political things that are happening that feel like a loss and there's rubble around. But this is also found in the positive change. Whether it's a job, new relationship, marriage, kids, these things, I believe, require and invite the same art of the lament. And where someone like me has a tendency to change everything all the time and be thrilled and excited and energized by these things, I have a tendency to not properly lament and process what's happening in that change, whether it's bad or good. You see, all of us have the tendency, I believe, to easily buzz through life at a million miles an hour, and we just move from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And while we're at the thing that we're currently at, we're thinking about the next thing that we need to do and the next place that we need to go, and we're checking our calendar and schedules and emails and social media, and we're always moving at a million miles an hour, and we're always experiencing and seeing these changes regularly. It's just a part of our lives. And it's in the midst of these changes and this pace, we must ask ourselves, are we properly lamenting, processing, and dealing with the changes that are happening in and around us? There's this interesting scene in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus is on his way to heal someone that's in deep need of him. It's an emergency. Everybody needs Jesus in that place in that moment because they believe him to be a healer and he can fix this situation. But the problem is that Jesus has grown in popularity and there's this giant crowd that's pressing in all around him. And it's kind of like Bono trying to move places or Kanye or, I don't know, Kim Kardashian. I'm out of celebrities, I think. (laughs) But it's like someone really popular trying to get through a crowd. It's just incredibly difficult and slow because everybody's trying to touch, everybody's trying to get excited and get their selfie with this guy. So Jesus is trying to move through this crowd. And as he's doing this, there's this interaction that takes place. This is Luke chapter 8, starting verse 42. It says, as Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. And she came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. There's this woman in the crowd that is not the emergency, is not the issue that everybody's trying to rush to. This woman in the crowd has her own baggage, her own thing that's going on, and she just believes if I touch Jesus, I will be healed. She does, and she is instantly, immediately healed. But check out this reaction. Verse 45, it says, And Jesus said, Who is it that touched me? And when all denied it, Peter said, Master, the the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. In other words, like everybody, (laughs) Jesus, do the math. 
everybody is touching you. What kind of question is this? But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared and declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Here's what I find so fascinating about this interaction. The woman was already healed. The miracle had already taken place. There was nothing extra, nothing special on the surface that was happening for Jesus to stop everything and have her recognize or acknowledge what took place. Because maybe lament isn't always this trying to make something external happen. Maybe there is this thing where Jesus was inviting this woman to just stop in the midst of this crazy, busy, everybody moving at a million miles an hour and say, let's just talk about, recognize, and point at this change that just happened. It's a positive change. It's a good change. You are healed. But we can't move on and we can't continue through this thing in a healthy way if we're not going to at least stop and recognize it. You're healed. You're new. There's change here. This is lament. There's change here. And the art of the lament is having a healthy process for the changes in our life, good and bad. And the reason this matters is because when we don't properly lament and when we don't properly process, like we see Jesus with this woman in this story, even the positive changes, what ends up happening is we're holding on to it. We're holding it in. And anything that's held in, anything that is repressed, always has the tendency to build pressure. And it can take months and years, but after pressure builds for a period of time, it eventually finds a way out, and usually it comes out sideways in places and in ways that we did not anticipate and we do not long for. Lament is just stopping and recognizing and allowing ourselves to process the changes in and around us so that pressure does not build up and we're not seeing things come out sideways in our jobs and in our relationships. And we're wondering, where did that come from and why did that happen? Well, probably because your life has changed in so many ways. There's been beautiful, good things that have happened, but it's been change. And there have been hard, negative things that have happened, and it's been change. And we must always be a community, and we must always be a space where we come together and we process that change together. We are going a million miles an hour, yes, throughout our weeks, one thing to one thing to one thing to one thing, moving, 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 moving. But we stop like this moment in Luke chapter 8, and we say we just have to stop and recognize there was change here. We're going to lament this. We're going to talk about it and not allow pressure to build up. So my friends, the question is this, what changes have happened and are happening in and around you? It doesn't matter if you're someone that loves change like me and you could just go a million miles an hour changing everything all the time, or you're someone that loathes change. This still is an important process. What is happening in your life? What are the changes that you've experienced? Have you properly lamented them? Have you taken ownership? Maybe it's a relationship that has changed 
and you miss that person. You take ownership of, man, this, this, yes, this was their choices, but I miss this person. And you identify it and you talk about it. Have you spent some time organizing and writing down your thoughts, maybe journaling or working on some kind of art or processing in that in an external way that it doesn't just stay internal in the emotional standpoint, but you actually bring words to it? And have you brought some conversation? Have you spoken it to somebody? Hey, this is a change and this has been hard. And sometimes the most difficult things to speak are the positive ones. Like I miss... The single life. (laughs) That feels like such a negative thing, but it's a true, honest lament. I miss my freedom. I got a three-year-old. He just celebrated a birthday. It's awesome. I loved it. But there's a reality that, man, I need to lament (laughs) the fact that this, this is my life now. Dinos and trucks and cars for many years ahead. This is what we do. And I need to lament that none of my stuff is my stuff. That's okay. This is the art of the lament. I love you. And I'm so grateful for this series and this process and journey we've been on as a community. Uh, I hope that you are able to work through this stuff. And again, there's this community of people known as CMYK that you're not alone in this and we're all moving and working towards beauty in everything. If there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. Other than that, no Sunday gathering, no podcast next week for Thanksgiving Sunday. And then the week after that, jumping into Advent, and we've got Sing Along Insider coming up. So we hope to see you at all of those things. Have a great, great Sabbath next week.